welcome to the Millennial Soul Food Podcast. I'm your host, Keyonce. This is episode 27 on cannabis and spirituality. Enjoy. Hey y'all, what is up? Happy 420. Happy motherfucking 420, period. What y'all doing today? I hope y'all ready for some trippy shit. As far as this episode, I kind of went in. I talk a lot about um, a lot of different topics. I talk about cannabis. I talk about different types of cannabis. I talk about medical benefits. And then we get kind of trippy and talk about some of the ways that cannabis is a facilitator of interdimensional interdimensional communication and we also going to talk a little bit about the dogon peoples who say that cannabis comes from a distant star that they actually discovered thousands of years ago so we have a lot of things to cover um just so that you know the episode for today was recorded um as a live stream for my Patreon peeps. So um, I spliced, I cut that up a little bit and made it into an episode. So that's the reason you might see, you might hear me kind of talking to something else, but it's actually me talking to the chat. So this is me and the live stream. And as part of the live stream, I also did a guided meditation. Um, and also I did a two tarot pools for the collective and those are available on my patreon which you can find the link in the show notes um before we get started with all of this i want to do some church announcements so um as i mentioned my patreon is lit period go and join join an eight dollar or thirteen dollar tier and you will receive access to most of the materials Um, With the $13 tiers, I do do some mini courses um, and other live streams that are private. So, um, I mean, just go ahead and get your 13 tier on and support your girl. Support your girl. Support this engine. You know, if you don't even look at none of the content, just support your girl. The content is there for whenever you're ready. It's a whole library of different stuff that I am. It's a part of a catalog, a sort of a catalog that I am collecting that is a part of the Millennial Soul Food archive of of, of, of philosophical explorations and discoveries. So check out my Patreon, girl. Um, I also have two courses that I'm going to be teaching. So I'm going to be teaching the second cohort of my Tarot Academy, and I'm going to be teaching the third cohort of my Cyber Witch Academy. Um, So let's talk about the Cyber Witch Academy first. It is going to be on May 18th, 25th, and June 6th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, taught live. Um, We're going to go over a number of topics that relate to being a witch in the age of 2021. So we're going to talk about um, cultivating your own witch philosophy and getting to know your shadow. Getting to know your shadow is very important before you start doing any kind of spiritual work. Because once you become a spiritual person, period, the shadows is going to pop up and you need to learn how to recognize 
what you need to work through so that your spell work can be elevated and so that you can begin manifesting in alignment with your highest will. So also we're going to be talking about strategies for ancestor and spirit guide communication. Um, and we're also going to talk about the CIA document that proves the existence of astral travel and other types of psychic and extrasensory phenomena. There's also going to be a little bit of homework each week. No pressure. Um, and week three, we're going to do elements of ritual and ceremony. So this is going to be all about moon cycles, the four elements, ritual and ceremony, cleansing. And then I have a, a supplemental video that is Roots and Herbs 101, Healing, Money, Love, and the Principle of Signatures. So that is what's going to be going on in the Cyber Witch Academy. Go to my website. I'm going to put that in the show notes so you can register. Um, also, with the MSF Tarot Academy, I taught my first cohort of that. Um, actually, the, the last class was this month. And those class times are going to be May 19th, 26th, and June 2nd at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we're going to go about, we're going to go through all the different themes related to tarot that one can cover in three weeks. Y'all know I'm very heady. Y'all know I like to give a lot of material, period. So the first week is going to be a ex uh, philosophical exploration of how tarot works. So we're going to get a broad understanding of how this divination system um, has worked throughout time. We're going to go over the major arcana. Um, we're going to talk about numerology also. And week two is going to be on connecting with your spirit guides and, and ancestors through divination. So we're going to talk about different ways that you can cleanse yourself, cleanse your cards. We're going to talk about invo invocation prayers, how to properly close out a session, um, formulating questions, um, and discerning when your cards need to be cleansed. Because it do be a lot of energy in them sometimes whenever you use them a lot. So then the final week is going to be week three where we talk spell work and types of tarot spreads and also decolonizing the court cards. Because um, sometimes the definitions of the court cards don't really, I don't really be feeling that comfortable with them. A lot of the definitions that I see in books um, typically adhere to more Eurocentric features. And also, I just don't fucks with them sometimes. So we're going to go over decolonizing the court card. So there's a lot of material that I'm going to be covering. Um, so yeah, th those are the church announcements. Like I said, go to my website, sign up for the Academy courses if you're interested. And also hit up the Patreon. As always, y'all know I'm on Instagram making the reels and stuff for the children to learn. Getting the girls in order. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my intro and I hope that you enjoy the show. Be sure to have your notebook out. Be sure to take some notes. Be sure to journal afterwards about any realizations that you might have. And until the next show, I am sending you so much love. So enjoy, enjoy this episode. Get your stuff together. Get medicated if you're not already. All right, let's go. Alright, so I'm going to talk a little bit today about cannabis and spirituality. And I will say, Elisa, I loved your question about um, weed and being sensitive. Sometimes whenever I'm having a lot of anxiety, it's very difficult for me to, um, I guess, calm down if I smoke a certain type 
of marijuana. So I'm going to actually be covering um, the two principal different types. They say there's other types and stuff too, and there's also hybrid, but um, it definitely can depend on the strain and the conditions under which you um, are ingesting this medication. I'm trying to change my language around it. But um, so I really like these quotes about cannabis. And this first quote is from the International Church of Cannabis in Colorado. And so it says the sacred flower, um, the ca that cannabis is a sacred flower to reveal the best version of self, discover a creative voice and enrich our community with the fruits of that creativity. So cannabis really is great for helping you become more in touch with your creativity, but you kind of have to, okay. So as I was saying, cannabis is very great for helping you come in touch, become more in touch with your creative self. Um, that's why a lot of musicians, a lot of artists, a lot of spiritual people smoke weed, smoke through cannabis and ingest cannabis. Um, so I think it's very important to understand that if you're going to be using cannabis spiritually, you have to set an intention for it because spirit works through intention and prayer. Hallelujah. So you got to understand what you got to set an intention for why you even smoking or why you're even going to be doing um, or why you're even going to be ingesting or why you're going to be like taking that edible. So um this is from a, 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 an article that I found online, but to fully employ cannabis as a sacrament, the precursor to lighting the joint would be to acknowledge the source of the divinity enshrined in the plant with a mantra, a prayer, or a simple statement. Another use would be to enlist its aid in a healing or creative endeavor with a specific statement to that effect. So this is saying whenever you're gonna be using cannabis spiritually, let's say you're gonna be doing a ritual to get better in touch with your ancestors and spirit guides, you are gonna want to first thank the plant. You know, you're gonna wanna be like, thank you universe and plant spirit cannabis, da 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 da, for this plant. I want to use this plant to better facilitate communication between myself and my higher um, level guides. Then smoke up. So that is basically, what, that's kind of how they run their service and stuff, this International Church of Can Can Cannabis. But I really like this information because it hits home with setting an intention. So a lot of times, you know, people just be lighting up just to light up. I, I, I say I do the same thing. But if you're going to be using cannabis intentionally, the first part has got to be a prayer or some sort of intention setting um, activity. All right, so cannabis originated in Af um, Afghanistan, India, throughout the Middle East, Afghanistan, India, Pakistan, and Turkey. So, um, but it's grown all over the world. And on here, I have um, a picture of um, the actual THC, like tetrahedrocannabinol. And this is the um, psychoactive part of THC. And so indica, there are some differences between, yes, SF, I love that, set the intention and engage with the plant before indulging in its sacred properties. Exactly, exactly. So um, we're looking a little bit at the molecular structure of marijuana. Um, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about THC and um, how I think these biochemicals are actually portals DNA portals. Hey, can we talk about that later? Yes, we can. 
Um, but Indica versus Sativa, Indica think in the bed. Indica is gonna have you in the bed because you because it's for like um if you are feeling like pain, it's great for pain relief, muscle relaxation, it's great for chilling out. Indica is great for insomnia. I actually um ingest the indica because I have insomnia, like you know, it runs in my family. Um, sativa, sativa is more hyperactive, hyperactive. So you definitely want to watch if you are a highly anxious person or your nerves is bad, you want to watch how much sativa you're going to be smoking because sativa will have you hype. It'll have you hype as fuck. I have had some sativa sometimes, girl. That shit had me hype. I was just like, oh, because oh, oh, oh. I used to in grad school, I would like, because I lived in university, I lived um, in Ann Arbor. I went to University of Michigan for my master's degree. And um, I lived a five minute walk from the dispensary. Girl, you best believe it was lit. But I did also use marijuana to help me write my papers. I wrote like a lot of my papers. Um, of course, I would edit while I was like sober. But if I needed to get into the brainstorming mode or if I needed to get into the creative mode to think about like um, about society, because I was doing sociology and, you know, that's a lot of like meta level thinking. I would, you know, hit a little bit and then it would help me synthesize my ideas. So um, definitely whenever I was living in there, I was like using it creatively and stuff like that. Um, and the dispensary, yeah, dispensary was amazing. But anyway, um, so yeah, you want to watch Sativa because sometimes it'll make you spin out. Whew. Um, let's see. Okay, so there's a lot of medical benefits with cannabis. And I'm just kind of going over this rudimentary information before we get to the meat of the presentation, but there's a lot of medical benefits to cannabis. Um, so it is relieving from chronic pain. Um, some studies have shown that it improves lung capacity even when you are smoking it because um, it's like THC is different. It doesn't, the tar is different. It doesn't stick to your lungs as long. Um, and also there, um, it's just like, I'm not a scientist, but y'all get what I'm talking about. It's like, it doesn't have the harmful effects as let's say like nicotine or something like that. It also can help some people with weight loss. Now, this is depending on the kinds of munchies that you eat. And also I'm not here to stigmatize anybody's weight. So, you know, whatever, but it does help regulate insulin. And it, that is your blood sugar, that's your sugar. So it helps it helps regulate your insulin. Um, and so it also is good at helping people maintain a certain weight. I like to actually ingest marijuana after I go to the gym or after I work out because it helps restabilize your body. You know what I mean? It fights cancer. We all know that. Um, helps treat depression. Definitely. You want to be mindful of how you use it to treat depression. Because I mean, I'm guilty too, as far as like, you know, Everybody, I mean, a lot of people who smoke the weeds have abused, um, but that is just, you know, when you just wake up and you're like, I got to smoke every single day. I mean, I've gone through those periods before, period, you know, whatever. 
um, as long as it doesn't begin affecting your life in a horribly like negative way that you know. Um, a treatment for glaucoma and it relieves, it re regulates seizures. So um, people do actually take them to regulate seizures. I've known some people to do that. Um, I have glaucoma in my family. So, you know, I've been smoking. <laughs> but no, um, it, it does help treat glaucoma. That is one of the medical benefits. So we're going to look at a short history of cannabis right now. And I think it's really important as someone who is um, ingesting cannabis or smoking, I think it's important to understand the social perceptions of cannabis and how those can impact your um, experience. Because I think a lot of times the paranoia that people feel is one due to the fact that it is a quote unquote criminal activity and that that is automatically associated with, you know, like the police. And then it's associated with like um, jail. And there's a lot of trauma that, um, there's a lot of historic trauma actually that um, is associated with cannabis, especially for people who are from historically marginalized groups. And so that's why I kind of wanted to talk about this stuff because um, it's important to understand the historical context and understand that before cannabis was illegal and persecuted um, or use of it was persecuted in the ways that it is, it was actually a spiritual sacrament for a lot of cultures around the, um, around the globe. So period, we just need to keep it 100 with these definitions and these, these, this thinking. And so that you can begin to really liberate yourself whenever you are ingesting cannabis and doing different types of astral travel or, or doing different types of um, communication with your spirit guides is very important to break down that stigma. And I, I still have stigma too um, that is internalized from society. And so we're going to kind of go through a little bit about the hemp industry and how the marijuanas became illegal. But now we're seeing a change, definitely seeing a change in things. This white is white as hell. Sorry, y'all. look like I'm in heaven. Well, I am. <laughs> I mean, okay. So marijuana didn't really become illegal until the early 1900s. And so this is, I don't know if this is, I think, I, I mean, this is what the history books say, but there could have been a, a lot of other, um, a lot of other reasons, but the hemp industry produced a lot of different types of materials during the industrialization age. This is talking about in the United States, in the United States specifically, and um, <laughs> uh, in the United States, I'm just looking at the chat, um, and in the United States specifically, and so people were using like the hemp cannabis, hemp, cannabis, or hemp is made from cannabis. So people were using hemp for all types of materials, for building materials, for gas, to power engines. They were using it for paper. Hemp was used a lot of different ways. And so marijuana was, was not illegal. But the paper industry grew. They started this paper industry which, you know, was using trees and all this kind of stuff. And they saw the hemp industry as competition. You can look this up. It's true. They, they saw the um, hemp industry as competition and basically began this campaign 
to demonize the consumption of cannabis. So specifically, they did a lot of propaganda. They created a lot of propaganda. I think of reefer madness. They associated marijuana with um, uh, with with wild, a lot of times black or foreign people who were just like everywhere and specifically trigger warning, um, doing sexual assault on like white women and stuff like that, stealing kids, all that kind of stuff like that. So Reefer Madness is actually um, an outbirth of this whole campaign to smear the perception of cannabis and also to help help welcome this new industry, this paper industry. So y'all got to watch, y'all got to know y'all history because it's not like that. So then that's when they started associating it with, you know, criminality and stuff, because also with a lot of historically marginalized groups, especially black people, brilliant brown people, um, criminality is automatically attached to the color. I mean, we can look at the statistics to see who's in prison. And that's some real tea. So um, this is a short history of cannabis. And it is very important to understand that, yes, these, these historical dynamics do exist. But at the same time, propaganda at its finest, right? These dynamics do exist, but it's very important to liberate yourself from this thinking. Because a lot of times we interact with different types of people who tell us different types of stuff about cannabis, you know, or, you know, for, I would say from high school, well, I guess I, I ingested cannabis for the first time when I was like 18, the summer after high school. And so um, before that, you know, I was like, potheads is lazy. They don't do nothing. People who smoke weed, they just like eat a bunch of food and they don't never do nothing. Like they just stay inside and watch Family Guy, like, or else they just get, they just go wild. So there is a lot of um, socialized stigma or internalized stigma that I had developed from um, just interacting with other people. You know, your parents tell you different stuff about cannabis. You know, you see different stuff about cannabis in society. Thankfully, there are more representations these days of like um, cannabis use that's like, you know, chill or whatever. I'm Y'all, you know what I'm talking about. Or that is more P, that is more mainstream. But a lot of times we see that a lot of those people are like white people who like, you know, the show Weeds. We don't really see a lot of shows that show um, people of color positively consuming marijuana, like not on the mainstream. I know there are shows, but not like the way that it is with white people and stuff. So there is a change in perception happening, but we still have a long way to go. So now let's cannabis and spirituality. So I really enjoy um, Studying, studying the Dogon tribe, whoops, sorry, studying the Dogon tribe and reading about them. They actually are a tribe from um, Mali in Africa, that's West Africa, and they have a whole mythology about marijuana 
and um, this star, Sirius star. They knew about Sirius A and Sirius B um, thousands of years before modern scientists. Um, so that's important to realize that um, there are ancient cultures that actually knew information through spirituality. They had a type of spiritual technology to be in communication with these beings. So let's, oh, thunder. It's like mid-March here in New Orleans. Well, it's not mid-March. It's April here in New Orleans. It really rains a whole lot, like a lot. And so it thunderstorms randomly. Okay, so the Dogon tribe, they were actually um, featured in Beyonce's um, Blackest King. They were the people with the white mask, sort of. So they were actually featured in um, Beyonce's Blackest King. Super cool. Um, and as I mentioned, they knew about this Sirius star, Sirius A and B. They knew about these two stars. Literally, I don't know how old. They're like one of the oldest civilizations on the planet, on planet Earth. And they knew that this cannabis, they knew that this serious star um, existed. They you couldn't even really see it with the naked eye either. So they knew about this star and they say that cannabis actually comes from that star, that either beings delivered it here or sometimes, I mean, I have a theory that sometimes like different meteorites could have brought different types of plant life here to earth over the course of millennia, you know what I mean? Because we've been, the earth has been around for a long time. So they say that cannabis was brought here by these star beings. And so if you think about it, THC can actually be a portal to higher dimensions, to higher level communication with um, our own spirit guides, because these were technically spirit guides for the Dogon tribe. And your spirit guides, yes, your ancestors are real and they are a part of the human lineage, but we also have spirit guides who are whatever you want to call extraterrestrial. Um, I, I mean, spirits are extraterrestrial. They're interdimensional. So it's very interesting how they attribute cannabis to the serious star and cannabis can really help you get more in touch with um, those aspects of yourself that are more metaphysical to where you are able to, um, I mean, you can do it when you're sober too, but tr doing it on cannabis is a great training ground to where you are able to perceive um, extra dimensional phenomena better. And so sometimes, y'all know, I like to do a little smoky smoke before I do my readings and stuff, you know, because it can help you get in tune with the creativity. You know what I mean? I'm a Mercury and Aquarius 12th house, honey. So I really like to think about ideas and like synthesize ideas. And it's so fun to do that whenever you um, have some good cannabis, you know what I mean? Because then you can really, for me, I love synthesizing ideas and really thinking deeply about the ways that things work. And so this is what I have on here. Um, THC, it helps us get into, get into contact and become aware of the systematic nature of reality. 
And altruism, it at its core is just functioning as a human who understands that we all live in the system together and that we are all a part of one system, one intelligence, one that is infinite. So we need to act accordingly. You know what I mean? So that is my, that's virtue. When you understand that nothing is separate in the system, nothing is separate in the system. So like just the way that we are harming the planet. This is our spaceship. People who understand in a kind of extraterrestrial or even like, I guess, meta, cosmic meta perspective, understand that we have to, anything that we build, anything we do needs to work within the context of the system. But our current system and this is kind of, this might be a tangent, but capitalism and hypercapitalism, the way we're doing the environment is not working in tandem with the system. And so these higher level, higher dimensional beings understand this stuff. You know what I mean? That's the reason there's so much spiritual corruption. Hey. Because we're not treating the earth right either. And I'm not, I'm not perfect either. But I'm saying as a whole, as a system, as a whole, society has a lot of catching up to do. But um, I wanted to kind of just talk about THC like this because THC, psilocybin, actually, DMT. Um, so psilocybin is the um, psychoactive chemical in mushrooms. And then DMT, um, DMT is found in ayahuasca. And you can also do DMT um, just pure. But DMT is a chemical that is naturally occurring um, in the brain. And whenever you're born, whenever you die, and whenever you're dreaming, this is the chemical that becomes um, psychoactive or active within your brain. And it, it is le leaks from, or the, the pineal gland leaks or, you know, they it secretes it into your brain. That's what happens. So, um, and it causes you to, you know, dream and have all these visions and stuff like that. I did it one time and had a lot of past life regressions. Whew, it was it was good. I only need to had to do it one time though, because I'm good after. Because I mean, it was deep. But these chemicals, the thing I'm trying to get you all to understand is that these chemicals, bro. These chemicals are all portals through our biochemistry. So cannabis, cannabinoids actually are meant to be received by our brain. So we have cannabinoid receptors that receive cannabis and then they activate the feelings of increased pleasure. You know, the um, the sensation that food, you know, that how food tastes. And, you know, you just like touching stuff is just different ideas, all that kind of stuff. So we actually evolved in tandem in relationship with cannabis because there's a specific receptor in our brains to take cannabis 
to ingest cannabis and for our brain to recognize the chemical and be like, oh, all right. They about to get lit. <laughs> um, but I think that's really interesting when we're thinking about spirituality and the ways that ancient cultures have used cannabis to elevate spiritually. Is it is it a coincidence? I don't know. A lot of musicians, a lot of musicians say that a lot of the ideas they got from music come from spirits. Hmm. Music, art. You can do a lot with the power of it. But okay, so psilocybin, DMT, THC, there's other chemicals also. Um, LSD, like these create, and not like I'm telling y'all to go out and do it, unsupervised and stuff. If y'all haven't done it before, don't, don't blame me. Don't go doing it because of me. But these really are portals. These are portals for our consciousness, for us to shift consciousness, for us to enter new realms of consciousness and communicate with these beings. And so that we can experience different types of, um, different types of, um, phenomena and bring it back to to communicate. You know what I mean? So I think it's really cool. And I do think it's worth talking about, you know, the relationship that you have with cannabis. I mean, I, I, I took a little break, but I think eventually, like, you know, everyone has their own relationship with cannabis. I'm not here to judge nobody. You establish your own relationship with it based on your own personal development and what makes you happy in life. You know what I mean? If you want to do it every day, do it every day. If you don't want to do it every day, then don't do it every day. But try not to just make yourself feel guilty about it. You know what I mean? Sorry, I'm going to look flipping. Don't make yourself feel guilty about it. If you, if you, if, otherwise, if you feel like you're doing it too much, then make the steps to, to slow down. If you want to, if you want to get into it, start by getting into it in a safe environment, well ventilated. Okay. Um, everybody has their own relationship with marijuana. So that's how I feel about that. All right. Let me know if y'all are enjoying this presentation. This is, I like, love talking about this stuff. Okay, so yes, yeah, so I already talked about this. So the Dogon explained the Nomos were the inhabitants of a world circling the star Sirius. It is said that these Nomos came from the sky in a vessel that was accompanied by fire and thunder. Girl. Um, so the Sirius star, that specific star is called the Dogon Potolo, while modern astronomers refer to it as Sirius B. Curiously, Ama is also called Amen Ama, although commonly referred to as a male, actually symbolizes both male and female principles, which is why it's more pro 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 properly characterized as a genderless being. Oh, uh. Cha. So let's wrap our heads around some of this real quick. 
The Nomos were inhabitants of a world circling the star Sirius. So the Nomos is the ones that brought cannabis here. Isn't that interesting? It is said that the Nomos came from the sky in a vessel that was accompanied by fire and thunder. Does that sound like some shit that would be in the Bible? Does that sound like some shit that would be in mythology? In a lot of different types of cultures? Yes, it does. It does. It does. Yes, it definitely does. The Bible is full of talking about fire and thunder. And a lot of different cultures around the world have storms as a um as a main event happening to create the conditions or you know create the conditions for or be act as a precursor to the arrival of some being child this is deep this is deep this goes deep um so yes, it is said that they came down in a vessel. So this is this is basically um, their mythology. There's a lot of information about it. I think there is an anthrop anthropologist or some French person um, went to Mali and wrote like a lot about the tribe um, and their like stories and stuff like that. So this is really interesting, you know, and it's interesting to think about how um, there's mythology said that says that like you know that cannabis who knows with fire and thunder that could have been a meteorite you never know because there will be a sonic boom most likely then that's whenever an object is moving so fast that um it creates like i guess a lot of pressure and there's a crack or something like that i don't know but that could make sense with a meteorite because a lot of meteors um, did and asteroids did I don't know the difference between them, but a lot of them did hit the planet um, for a long time, and I'm talking thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So it makes total sense that these beings would come down in with in fire and thunder. Hmm. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So, yeah, I really like to talk about this. Also, the Dogon tribe, ancient Egyptians, what you see today as far as the light-skinned brown people is not real. Like, they, it, that was like, it was like the Dogon people was there and the Kushites were dark-skinned black people. This is, you can look at National Geographic and see that this is true. There are historic accounts. Egyptians be saying this stuff, too. The Dogons actually got moved out of Egypt because of religious persecution. So what we see as Egypt today is actually not ancient Egypt. It's not ancient, ancient, ancient Egypt. You know what I mean? So it's important to remember that. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> 
All right, so this is my last slide actually. So the future. So we are seeing a resurgence. Or man, I mean, everybody been smoking cannabis for forever. But I think especially with um the resurgence of hoodoo, and we're kind of seeing a renaissance in um thinking about spirituality. Um, I think it's important to kind of consider some of the ways that we can use cannabis as spiritual technology to elevate, to elevate ourselves, to elevate our person, to um, get these downloads that are essential for our destiny. Keyword on our destiny, individual, on your individual destiny. So these are some techniques that you can use. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, to elevate spiritually. Okay, so sex magic. Sex magic, you do that um, solo, solito, or you can do this with another person, but a lot of it is about moving energy. So if you are doing stuff by yourself, you know, you can like hit a little bit. And then you know how when you're doing stuff, I'm guess I, I don't feel like talk, I want to talk a lot about what they like, but you know graphically, but you know you can move energy and you envision the energy moving through um, visualization, of course, and you breathe a lot. You breathe deep, keep your breathing. And if you're with somebody, you know y'all can move energy. You can move energy to your crown chakra and imagine your greatest dreams coming true. And you know at the point of all my orgasm. You can think manifestation, manifesting blankety blank, you know, and envision it. People also use sex magic for sigils. Um, but there's a lot of ways that you can, sorry, it's like thundering. There's a lot of ways that you can move energy through cannabis, through visualization. So definitely, I mean, if you're with somebody, you know, you always want to be breathing. That is your anchor. And then, you know, y'all know, give me some comments. What's y'all's experience with um, cannabis and sexual activity? Let me know what y'all what y'all been up to with it. Because um, there's a lot you can do. Um, but a lot of it is primarily around just like building a relationship sort of and interacting with the energy of the other person and kind of any energy that comes up in you and just being in the moment and really getting into your own personal power. You know what I mean? So also um, spirit guides, cannabis is going to be, is great for getting in communication with your spirit guides. Um, especially if you, let's say you're listening to some drums, this is like shamanic technology, listening to drums, listening to repetitive types of beats, like binaural beats is a great way to get you in connection with your um, spirit guides, especially if you're looking to astral travel. Always want to say a prayer before you do any kind of astral travel, prayer of protection and envision like a gold white light around you. But um, I like to put my headphones on sometimes and I do this during eclipses. I probably mentioned this in other videos, but um, I like to um, put headphones on and then do the binaural beats a little bit, you know, puff a little bit. And then as I elevate, like I'm doing my breathing and I like see different kinds of colors and go into, kind of go into a trance 
And um, it's really beneficial for just kind of helping me return to myself and return to my own essence. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. Um, As I mentioned in the beginning, in the intro, if you are interested in supporting my work, go to my Patreon and sign up. Get that $13 tier so you can get access to all of the materials, especially all of the previous stuff I've done. Um, and I'm, I'm teaching two courses, MSF Cyber Witch Academy and MSF Tarot Academy. So registration links for those courses are also in the show notes. Um, if you are interested in donating to your girl, you know I got Venmo at K-E-O-N-D-I-L-L-O-N. Um, I got also Cash App, dollar sign, capital E-L-D-R-A. Had to think about it for a minute. Um, so yeah, hit me up if, you, if you're trying to donate to, to, to support this vessel, child. Um, until then, I hope that y'all have a great 420 and beyond. And I'm sending y'all so much love. I love y'all so much. Y'all always send me so much love and support. And I really, really appreciate y'all more than you will can ever imagine period uh, all right love y'all sending you off with peace and blessings and the most abundant loving energy hallelujah all right love y'all bye bye